guys and gals. Welcome back to another Empowering Forward Momentum live stream. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Lorraine Hostetler, who is someone that I have known since, I don't know, I was probably about this big somewhere in there. And we were originally going to have this chat on Monday evening, but there were some technical issues. And so we pushed it to today, but I'm super excited about it. Um, I always ask my guest to send me a little bio and Lorraine says she's a healer, an entrepreneur, and a mother, passionate to be a change maker to better express the greatness that is inside of us. This passion expressed itself from the challenge of my own health and seeing this very same thing happen to many. Life is meant to be fun, full, and happy. She grew up on a rural farm in northern Indiana with a very original lifestyle, so original they even had horse and carriage. You don't see that too often anymore. I'm grateful that I didn't remain in this dimension, yet I'm incredibly grateful for the experience and the knowledge that remains to this day. Hard work in days off. So with that, I want to say, Lorene, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Ken. <laughs> yeah. So when I try to think back on, on how long I've known you, I mean, you've been somebody that's been there ever since I have memories. I mean, we I grew up with... I think Shane, your second son, and I are about the same age. So we would have been pretty good pals up until y'all moved away from Jessup, Georgia, which is where I grew up. About what time was that or what? I, I don't remember what year that would have been. Yeah, you were you were that little squirt. You were, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking four, four or five years old. Yeah. So we lived there for six years. And I know I have a picture of you holding this cute little lamb. You were always so fascinated with with animals, and I knew I knew you're going to be a farm kid. I think you still are, right? We do. My wife and I have a little farm here in Kentucky now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I think the name of that lamb we we named it Butterball, if I remember right. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you were so adorable with it. I was like, I could just, you know, I already had my own kids, but I was like, I would just like to wrap you up and take you home and make you be mine. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, I would have had some brothers that way, but I probably right. would have missed, missed home. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little about kind of since that time, what life's been like, how you became who you are today and got into the, the health and wellness industry. Yeah, for sure. So we moved back to Ohio and it was actually 18 years ago. Next week, I'm celebrating my anniversary, 18 years of doing health and wellness. Oh, and wow. Yeah. I always tell people, because people always ask, how do I know my soul mission? And I always say, whatever keeps showing up and whatever you're drawn to. So I always knew that I was, I was always looking and researching, you know, supplementation. What can we do to like eating healthier, you know, all those things. So uh, I homeschooled our five kids at that point. And so then I wanted to help my husband bring in some finances as well, because we were limited. <laughs> there was only so much money in the budget, you know, and I was like, you know, I would literally go to the grocery store, Ken. And with, at that point, prices were still on the groceries and I knew how much money I had. So mm -hmm. when the calculator spit out the hundred dollars or whatever it was, I stopped. I stopped the grocery cart, turned around, went back up and paid and we walked out. And my kids were like, we're not going to get this or this. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> that is not really an entrepreneurial lifestyle. I knew we right. could do better. So I would pray. I was like, what is that creative thing I could do 
still being a stay-at-home mom, because that's something that a lot of people are not able to pull off these days. You see both mom and dad working in -hmm. order to enjoy our lifestyles. So um, I have respect for older people. I feel like they have wisdom. And I would venture to say now I'm there as well. And so anyway, uh, an older gentleman told my husband, he said, if you guys want to get into something that will be successful and you'll be a blessing to other people is to do something that has to do with health and wellness, maybe like a network marketing thing. And at that time, I had a really bad vibe about network marketing. And I'm like, that ain't a God thing whatsoever. So I just. So many of them aren't. (laughs) What was that? I said so many of them are not a God thing. Like they're the way they approach them and the way they're designed. It it seems like it's just a, a pyramid scheme often. It is. And they come and go as quickly as the wind. And that's what's unfortunate, you know, so it does have a bad vibe. And so I was very cautious about it, but I did some homework and I, I did fall in love with a company that I could wrap my um, approval around. And I decided, what have I got to lose? So can I actually, when I, the day I signed up to this day, I have gotten a check every single week. Wow. Good job. Yeah. So I don't know if that's because of my hard work or is it because I let God be the, I would say, because I let God be the number one, because I always Mm. said, I will not sacrifice my children for this because I saw the, the busyness and a lot of it, uh, people go into the pressure of performance with, you know, chasing after trophies. And I think that's where, you know, we crumble. So Mm. if you can approach this with, I'm here to wash your feet, if I can say it that way, and serve you and, you know, let it be in kindness. And I would always, when I would approach people is, how can I serve you? What does this look like for you? And it's funny because even last week, I, I am still pursuing herbal remedies and all of that. And I had reached out to a gentleman and just wanted, I just had a simple question about his herb and he immediately wanted to do a sales to me. And I'm like, I don't want to buy anything. I just want to ask you a question. Is that a question? And I called, yeah. yeah. I called him out on it. I was like, wait a minute here, kiddo. You know, I asked you how this works. I said, I'm not going to buy anything from you today. So set the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, we have loved the sphere of influence that it has brought to us because what has happened through me becoming a part of this um, health and wellness industry is it has opened doors for me to do ministry where I am actually doing healing sessions pretty much on a daily basis where people come. And so it's not only just a physical healing, it's because we are made body, soul, and spirit. Right. So then, you know, if you don't heal your past, you will not redeem your present. So I have included a lot of shadow work in with this and the severe friendships that we have made through this throughout the years is is a treasure. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much to unpack in that. But you, you mentioned something that I want to talk a little bit about. You said you don't know if it's if your success has come from your hard work or from allowing God to, to lead you. And I think both of those have to go together because the Bible, I'm, I'm not sure what the verse is, but it says the Lord directs your steps. And so often when, when we talk, when you hear people talking about allowing God to do it, it's, it's almost like they take a passive approach to it. Like God's going to bring it to me, but it says, 
he'll direct your steps, which would give the the picture that he'll lay out the path for you, but you have to walk it. You have to do the work. Talk a little about that. Like what's been your experience in that? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm a big believer in what you just said, you know, because I have seen people couch their faith <laughs> and it's like, God's going to make it happen. You know what? You, you have to get up, you know, you're, my kids are not going to be fed unless I turn on the burner and cook, a, a, you know, a couple of vegetables for them. So yes, it does require, and it actually, you often get triggered to uncomfortable places, you know, things that you thought you would never, ever do, you know, like, uh, I, I love setting goals. I'm a believer in that, but I'm also very balanced where you don't worship that goal, but it is a good, you know, like I just had my, uh, area manager text me on Monday and said, this is where your, your numbers are at. It was the best thing ever for me because I only have one place that I have to step it up in order for me to rank advance into the premier uh, stage for this year. Am I going to do it? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that. I love that. There's that a reminder, that encouragement to, you know, I just need to see numbers sometimes and I'll go yeah. for it. Yep. What does that look like? That means, um, you know, I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll meditate on it. And I think what comes into my soul in the, and then I'll chase after that. You know, and, and again, it can be easy and effortlessly, but at the same time, maybe uncomfortable where, you know, it requires a phone call when I don't maybe always feel like doing it. Does that answer <laughs> yes, your many, question? <laughs> how many times the things that we need to do, we absolutely do not feel like doing in the moment. I face that far too often. And I'm not always sure how to get around that other than just doing it. I, I think that, you know, too many people, um, and myself so often too, I'm looking for motivation when motivation comes from actually just getting started. Like, it seems like the motivation comes after the fact, after you go do the thing and you get it done, then you're like, yeah, that's, that's motivating to get that exactly. stuff done. But to actually set out and do it, no, that's, you, you don't feel motivated almost never. Yeah. You, sure. you mentioned being childlike in business. What, what are some of the key points to that? And, and what, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because I definitely wanted to hit that. And one thing I want to just really just to wrap up on that other part yet is also to look at what I'm doing is going to be that I can be an answer to someone's prayer. Mm. For me, that has been kind of my, my motive, I think, when I go out or when I pick up the phone and make that phone call when I don't feel like it is. What if I could be an answer to someone's prayer? So. Yeah. That helps me to go past that uncomfortable place. Yeah. But I want to comment too on that. So often when we don't want to make the phone call, just, just for instance, I am a group for guys online right now, kind of an online community to help guys find purpose and fulfillment and to reach the next level of personal professional development in life. And when it's something that I'm doing, I have a hard time putting it out there. So I set the goal for myself to invite at least five guys today to join the group. And the first one that I reached out to is, is an old friend. And I'm like, do I send the text or I don't know if I should reach out or not. And he messaged back. He's like, dude, this is exactly what I'm looking for. My wife and I were just talking about it. We're trying to find a community that we can connect to outside of where we're at. So yes, I'm interested. So, so often we're like hesitant to reach out, but it's exactly what that person's looking for. 
it happens all day long, doesn't it? You know, it does. and then it's just that confirmation, you know, and, and even if you don't get that confirmation, just know in your heart, you followed your heart. You did, because I cannot tell you how many times I've had that happen is you have no idea, you know, how much I needed that phone call or this invitation. And um, yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. I, I interrupted you there. I think you were leading into what it means to stay childlike in business. Yeah, because there's that verse in Matthew 18, 3 and 4, where it says, unless you become as a child, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. I think that's a pretty strong call out. So I love watching my grandkids. I think I do better with my grandkids than I do with my own children. <laughs> Well, my dad always said that if he would have known how much fun grandkids were, he would have skipped the kids and just had grandkids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure You guys can figure that out. So. <laughs> but anyway, what I look at kids is if look at how they pick up on vibrations of, you know, things that are happening. Look at their sensitivity. Uh, they're always asking questions. They're so inquisitive. And I think as adults, we let all of that stuff fly. And so I'm always encouraging my team to get back into that. Always be inquisitive. Always be intuitive to the vibrations that you're sensing. And be forgiving. You know, the kids are so quick to forgive. And I tell you, we as adults, we hold on to grudges like no man's business. And it hurts our business. It sincerely does. Because if we're not grateful and we're not forgiving, it affects all of our business. So that's something I see about kids. And so I just wanted to share if I can. Um, I have a dear friend that I look to sometimes to explain the Bible to me. Um, I'm a mirror study Bible person because I like to love what I read and understand. So that verse actually means this. It says, unless one converts from religious pride, becomes teachable as a little child, he can't experience the kingdom that is always within us. And I love that because, you know, here again, it's telling us to be childlike and to experience the kingdom that is already within us. Because when Christ is, with, is in us, he's within us. He's every heartbeat. And so what I find from that is always remain teachable. And I love that you're doing this, Ken, because to me, you're very brave to do something like this. To me, I feel you have that teachable spirit. To me, I feel like you're one that you know what? I'm, I'm learning. You're, you're teaching, but you're learning at the same time. Mm. So as an entrepreneur, the minute we stop being teachable, we hurt. If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying is, yeah. is a way yeah. that I've, that I've often heard it. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, what, what are, what are some of the, um, the priorities that have helped you to, to be successful in business? Like what are some of the key points that you've seen or how have you practically applied becoming childlike within your business and, and how that's led you to success, you know, lasting eight years in or 18 years, I'm sorry, in, in that business. I would say the number one was to, because I was teachable. I allowed my sponsor, which I didn't always agree with him. <laughs> if he happens to listen to me, he will, he will like raise his hand with that's right. <laughs> Because I always thought maybe I know more because I'm a mom, you know, but anyway, I would always before I would vent, I would sit with it for 24 hours. 
And then there was a better response from me. And I encouraged my team to do the same. You know, I, I love looking for their spark and activate that spark in them. And it might not always look like I think it should, but, you know, I'm glad I was never limited with my spark that I had because, you know, we have a tendency as leaders, here's the protocol. You sit in this box and you feel this protocol, you're going to be successful. And that damages them so badly because I never let them be that expression of who they were designed and created to be because the blueprint God put it within us. Heck, we don't all look the same. <laughs> be okay with That's that. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think too often as leaders, you know, whether you're whatever kind of leader, we, we have an idea of what that success looks like. Um, and, and it's easy to get caught up. Like if you're leading an organization, you know what success in the organization looks like. But for each person to, to put them in a box can further the goals of the organization, can help that success. But it's not always fulfilling who God created this person to be. It, it doesn't fulfill their God-given potential. And I think it can be okay to, to fit into that box to a certain point. But if we, if we limit what God created us to be, it's like the parable of, of the, the wealthy ruler and the servants where he, he gave them 10,000 talents, 5,000 talents, 1,000 talents, or however much it was. And he said, take care of this. I'm going away. When I come back, I'll see how you've invested it. God gave us actual literal talents, skills, abilities, and if we don't put them to work, you know that we're called to utilize what God's given us. So I, I love how I love how you brought that out. How how has for yourself? How has de- the business development helped you as in your personal life as far as um, bringing out your own? skills, your own talents, your personality, what God has made you to be, how have those two tied together for you? Well, you know, I, um, I always tell people, everybody should try this. Everybody should become a business owner because it really shows your true colors and you find out all of your strengths you actually didn't know you had because we have mm-hmm. a tendency to go negative. I don't know why it is that way. You know, something <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit homework right now is, you know, the power of our soul. You know, because I'm always, just, you know, I love to learn. And because I noticed that throughout the tapestry of our business, you know, people, if we do box, will eventually need because they're limited because we never gave them that permission to here's what the protocol is. Now you are invited to how does that look for you and help for me personally? You know, when I first joined, I was like, don't ever make me speak in public. Okay. Well, I become a public. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you become good at this stuff, and you know it's not meant for everybody. But until you try it, you don't know. And, you mm. know, in my shoes, you know, I'm not going to ask you to wear my shoes, but I'm going to let you experience my shoes and see how that feels. And you may, you may not like it, but if you don't give them that invitation, they'll never know the greatness that is inside of of them. Yeah. So, I think entrepreneurship is is huge, and it's it's very inviting. I, I'm in the same boat. Like everybody needs to have either a business or a side hustle or a something to 
I don't know. It, it, like you said, it, it changes you and it makes you a better person. It makes you more of who, how, what's the best way to put this? I always say that, you know, if we are somebody who follows after God, personal development makes you more, any, anything that you get more of like more money, more, whatever those things are, make you more of who God created you to be. If you're following after him, if you're a rotten person, all those things that get added to you just magnify that. So as we're growing and developing, you know, those things, they just make you more of, if you're following God, make you a better leader, a better family person, help your personality out, all of those things. I don't know. I've, I kind of went off the, off the rails there. I don't even know if that made any sense. <laughs> it does. It does. Cause you know, we, we, we so often focus on what I'm not good at. And so in order to, to really get good at these things, I always say a good leader is one that coaches you to become that expression of who you are, surrender into that, you know, and then, you know, it does make you feel good. Not that you have to have trophies. I never chased after them, but it, it shifted something in me. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you mentioned leaders and earlier you mentioned um, sponsors which is how do you go about, or do you have any tips for how to find somebody that can mentor you to, you know, in an area that you want to grow in? Yeah. I like that question. Cause you know, I was actually just processing that this morning is it is not always finding a coach that you may feel has a lot of credentials as it is one that you have a oneness and a connection with. Because I would sometimes, when I first started is I would look at their credentials, you know, do they qualify to coach me? But I didn't chide with them. I think that's the right word. <laughs> we didn't connect. It wasn't in sync. So then I, I went after someone that I didn't care for, someone that didn't feel like it, you know, their ABCs weren't like mine. And I learned more from that coach. So that I always tell people is get uncomfortable with even hiring your coach. I'm a big believer in hiring coaches, by the way. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> same here. Uh, you mentioned assignments in one of your in one of the talking points there. What what do you mean by assignments and how can you stay engaged in our assignments that we're given? Is that like yeah. assignments from in our business or from God or I would say more that? yeah, more from God because they're you know, we are all called. We all have a calling. We all have a destiny, you know, for a purpose. We're not here just to um, pass by. You know, I always think we should make an impact and an imprint. So what is that assignment? And it may not all look the same, but at the end of the day, we are invited to do the, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> the, where it says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule. Yes. Uh, and, and so that imprint, that assignment is going to be obviously, you know, a destiny goal that all of us have for each one of us and then be that expression of how that will turn out for us. Now, as far as an assignment in your own personal business, in order for you to be successful and to prosper, you do have to have assignments, right? right. You know, what, what are those, you know, how am I going to be better this year than I was last year? How am I going to, you know, invite my team to be better this year than they were last year? You know, so that's, it's an all inclusive package. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that does. That's um, in in all different areas of of our lives, we do have different assignments that we have to fill. And sometimes, if we are overextending ourselves into too many different areas, those <laughs> those assignments can become overwhelming. And the last couple of years, I've liked I've done a word of the year to kind of give myself a direction for the year. And this year, my words eliminate because I've been pulled in too many different directions. And so it's like eliminate all the distractions so that I can focus on, on that specific assignment. You, you also mentioned um, loving others and loving, loving yourself. How do those tie in together? And like, can you truly love other people if you struggle to love yourself? Talk to that a little bit. No, you can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think that's that's been a misconcept in religion that I feel is everybody's kind of waking up to that right now is we got so busy on loving others and, and we made a big um, flop with it because we were too concerned about how I'm impressing the other person, thinking we're loving them when we never loved ourselves. You know, so now I feel like it's time that we're waking up with, hey, let's read that verse for what it says. Because I can only love you to the degree that I love myself. And so that's why there has been hurt and trauma happening to the degree that it has is because people were broken. People are hurting. People are wounded. And so out of that, you know, I'm trying to be sweet to you. And it, it was like spoiled, rotten apples. And, you know, when you when you're hurting and you're in that basket, you absolutely are going to affect the remainder of the basket. So let's stop and do what you just said. Let's eliminate a lot of this busyness and running around with our heads chopped off because you know what? Let's stop impressing each other. You know, I will look at your Facebook post and you can, you can show me all the celery juice you want. But if you, if I find you going through McDonald's, that tells me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I'm probably talking to myself when I do that. So yesterday we had a post about celery juice. I ate a Taco Bell last night. That's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Health and wellness space and Taco Bell, they don't they don't mix so well. They don't. And I kind of paid for it, you know, but we were driving and we were both hungry and there's a Taco Bell, you know, and we haven't had Taco Bell in years. And we both were like, what are we doing here? But I'm also an authentic person, as I shared with you. I, I will be the real deal because I have seen too many with the makeup on and underneath. I'm like, that's really who you are. So you're going to get me for who I am. Yeah. I just got a message here. I've lost my Taco Bell sponsorship, but oh, well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of changes do you see coming in the future? Um, you mentioned like extreme changes. What are you, what are you hinting at there? What do you see coming down, down the pipe? What I love, what I'm seeing is how people are waking up and they're becoming their true authentic selves. They're stopping to breathe. They're pausing. They're focusing. They're reconnecting to their true authenticity of who they have always been. They just didn't know it. And I love it. I'm so excited for what I see that's happening right now. You know, I look at people your age. Are you the Gen Yers, Gen X? Uh, Gen X, I think. No, Gen. Think so I'm not sure. I'm a millennial, actually. Whatever, okay. whatever that is. Yeah. yeah, the older millennials. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't hold it against me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm the baby boomer. So we love watching what we're seeing. It's almost like people are waking up and it's like, oh my goodness, there's so much life in front of us. You know, yes, there's new messages, but we don't even focus on that. To me, I always look at the gems and I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed with your generation because you guys are healthier. You're making wiser decisions. You're not chasing after debt. I think we're all fed up with the woohoos and the unnecessaries. And and like I said, I'm going to go back to that word pause. I just heard it, so I'm just going to share it. There's a pause, and it's a healthy pause. Yeah, and I love it. That's great. I I do have a question, and I don't want to stir up any controversy here, but I I think being both of us kind of in the same personal development space, coaching some of that, so often people approach it. You talk about being your authentic self and some of that. It seems like it so often comes from, it sounds good, but there, it leaves God out of it so often. How can, how can we approach that? How can we talk about that? Talk about being authentic, but keeping Christ at the center of that. Because it, I don't know. It, it seems like too often it, it goes off the rails and it's, it feels right, but often God's not in it. How, how do you go about keeping Christ at the center of that, of, of, of being your authentic self, but reflecting Christ so that he is what the world sees in you? Yeah, I, I get it. I've watched that. I'm t- I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, and I, I know what's happening is people are still hurting when they're doing that. So we're going to give them that space to heal that woundedness. You know, they may have been hurt through religion. They may have been hurt through mommy and daddy's upbringing. So they want to kind of just execute or dismiss God in itself. But if we can just remember that my every breath that I take would not happen if I don't have the God within me. He's, Mm -hmm. He's my breath. He's my light. So right now we're invited to be kind to those people. Because they have been shamed, they've been, you know, not handled gently as, and that's why they're, that's why they're doing what they're doing. I think it's going to even itself out without too much uh, disturbance. So in the meantime, I love on those people. Yep, that's all we can do is often just reflect God's love to them. That's, that's the only thing to do. Your, your lifestyle speaks louder than any word you will ever say. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that is so true. What's the number one place or resource or thing that you go to when you're feeling disconnected or you just don't feel like doing what needs to be done when you're feeling out of sorts? <laughs> uh, and that varies for everybody. For me, it's literally drinking of water. I, I feel like water holds memory. So when I drink my water, it puts me back in focus again or nature. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I feel there's something God is in nature. God is in everything, you know, as far as that. But I will say, you know, surround yourself with people, surround yourself with someone that you have. If you have that stuck moment that you can reach out, like last night, I had a stuck moment and I paused is and I talk about thing. You know, it was after the talk. It was after a long day of everything. And I don't know why I just had a 
moment, you know, and I reached out to my girlfriend. I said, do you have just five seconds? She gave me two words. I got it. I got back off the phone, but I shifted. So you can, you can get that from another human being, but you don't, you don't want to always depend on that either. You know, like um, that can become a bandaid because source within you, which is Christ is your breath, is your life, is your hope. Go there. But sometimes I want skin on him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where can people reach out to connect with you and find find your work and, and reach out to you if they are interested in what you have to offer? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I think it's just my name, but I also have a website. It's uh, empoweredhealthnow.org. And um, there, that's my two go-to places right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a fun conversation. Anything you'd like to share before we call it a wrap? I, I think we're good. I, I love chatting with you. It, it, this is fun. So uh, just everyone, I just want to say, keep engaged and um, chase after your dreams. And do good work. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lorraine. It's been, yeah. been a good conversation. Thank you. <laughs>